Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? Good. It's good to be together. Uh, this is always a, a highlight for me, just to be with you uh, together as we worship the Lord. As we're God's people, it's not only the privilege, but it's the responsibility for his children to gather. And so uh, it's just a joy to lift up the name of the Lord with you all as we praise Jesus Christ. Uh, This morning, uh, we have um, an opportunity to connect with one of our missionaries. Uh, Ernesto and Marlene Forteza have been ministering in Argentina and for a very long time, 40 years. Forty-five years. Yeah. More than 40 years. And they first visited North Anvil in 1980. So I was just six months old. <laughs> A wee lass. So um, it is our joy to have them come and share. Um, Before they come up, I I have instructions for you, though. I have it on good authority that today is Ernesto's birthday. So when he comes up to the pulpit, everyone just wish him a happy birthday. So happy birthday. Let's pray for them as they come and share. Uh, God, we thank you. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity to be here together. We thank you for your son, Jesus. What a joy it is to be known by him, to know that he has forgiven our sins, that Jesus has laid down his life, that you, God, are mighty to save. We are grateful as your children to know that we approach you as a people that are redeemed and restored. And this morning, as we hear from your servants, we pray that our hearts would be encouraged and challenged about the work of the gospel going on around the world today. We do pray for Ernesto and Marlene, and we just pray that as they travel, that you would grant them safety. As they visit, um, just uh, restore to them the and refuel them um, through the opportunities and relationships that you've given them. And as they return to the field soon, Uh, Father, we pray for their church and and the ministries that they're involved with, with church planning and discipling pastors and uh, just helping the church grow um, in their community, that you would give them wisdom. Father, that you would give them a boldness and open doors to be able to move and, and share. And Father, that you would bless their efforts as they serve you. What a great God you are. And what a privilege we have to serve you where we are. And so, God, I pray that you would encourage us as well to that end. Be glorified in all these things. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. You came all the way to celebrate your birthday here. Yeah? You came all the way. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking with a, a brother here, and I say that 
we traveled 7,000 miles by plane <laughs> just to celebrate our birthday here. With you. <laughs> With you. <laughs> it happened to be the time that we had to be here. Uh, we knew we were going to be here, but uh, we praise the Lord because we were here maybe more than 40 years ago. And it's good to find some friends that we met at that, at that time to know that you have been remained faithful all these years yes. and that you have been faithful with missions. We know that you have been uh, supporting us for all these years, very faithfully, every month sending support for us. And when we come on furlough, we want to give you a report. We want the people that are new, like Pastor and others. Well, Pastor met us last time, five years ago. But uh, others, new ones, know that we are not only a picture on the wall. <laughs> we are still alive. Yeah. We are still serving the Lord. And, uh, you know, because it must be hard to pray for someone that you don't know, you know. And we want that you pray for us. We need your prayers. And we appreciate each one of you, your faithfulness over the years, your love for missions. Yeah. You know, we are the result of missions. Yeah. American missionaries went to our country and preached the gospel. And when we were young, I was 16, and I was 19, we had the opportunity to hear the gospel in one of the churches founded by an American missionary. Yep. And we got the privilege to serve, uh, uh, to become safe, and to serve because people in this country were sending money to this missionary and were praying for him. And we are not only the, the only ones. There are a lot of people that got saved in Uruguay because of missions. And so... Maybe you don't see the result of missions many times, but the Lord is saving souls through your missionaries that you support. And you have a part in that because you pray and you support. I see Larry and and Bretta. We know them from that time. Yes, we're glad to see them. We remember we have very good memories about here. We remember that we used to play volley there. (laughs) <laughs> Over there, the first time, you know, in those days, um, our brother said to me, well, what, we don't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> After so many years. And we remember a, a fig tree from our brother here. He used to plant this fig, fig tree and then pull the fig tree <laughs> inside and outside. And we remember that really we really love you, brothers and sisters, because, you know, we are from other country, far away, but the Lord put us together. We are a team, you know, just to accomplish what is his precious will, that is just to go in and preach the gospel to every creature. And so we really want to express our gratitude first to the Lord and then to you. You were faithful, as my wife said, all of these years. And we really thank the Lord for you. One of the things that we can see every time that we come here to the state, we were talking with our brother and say, many changes happen, but we can see the the changes here in, in the States, you know, not only in the world, but also in our supporting churches, not in our supporting churches, but in the churches here in, in the state. But we really pray and always very often for you, 
that we can keep, you know, in the right way, you know, preaching the word of God, you know, and not changing that preaching. So, my wife is going to have the time just to present the work there. He, she is speaking better than me. I butchered the language, I'm sorry, <laughs> that, but she speaks very well English, so maybe you are going to understand her uh, much than me. So I just let him to present let the word. Yes. Okay, I, it's not that I really uh, speak good English, <laughs> but maybe you can understand me a little better. Anyway, uh, we have a, um, a presentation where we, we can show you some pictures. Um, I don't know. This I have to turn it on. This is on? Okay. Okay. I only need the pictures when they come. Um, you know, we try to send prayer updates every month, or maybe a month and a half, I'll, I'll send a prayer update. So if you have been reading the prayer updates, updates you are going to be familiar with the, with the pictures that we have. We are not very te- technical, you know. We are <laughs> kind of all dinosaurs according computers, <laughs> you know. But we try to do our best. Um, so we are serving with biblical ministers worldwide. Used to be WEF, Worldwide European Fellowship, that was in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. That's why we, we, most of our churches are in Pennsylvania, because our mission was located in Langhorne. But then they moved some years ago, they moved to the south. They are now in Atlanta, Georgia. But we still love Pennsylvania, and it's not because it's your state. We really love Pennsylvania. We spend most of the two years that we, when we came, we spent it around here. So we love these mountains, creeks, green trees, everything. And we love that we got a lot of friends in Pennsylvania. Because when we came, you have in your license place, you got a friend in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and we say, certainly we did. We have lots of friends, and we still have lots of friends. Okay. Uh, there you see the big church of Buenos Aires. Um, it's a big church. It's a big uh, city. Um, Buenos Aires has 14 million people. Very different from here. From here, you know, that's what we love it around here. It's quiet, so nice. But we don't live downtown Buenos Aires. The picture over there is downtown Buenos Aires. We live in the greater Buenos Aires, outside on the west side of the city. And the one on the right, that building, is our church. Churches in Argentina are different. They don't have a steeple. They are not as beautiful and big like here. They are just building that we turn into, into churches. So our ministry is preaching and teaching. Uh, and we serve in Ramos Mejia. That's the name of our city. Uh, you're going to see different group of people at different times. These are from the last five years. A group of people in front of our church. We, in, our, in our prayer updates, we tell them that every year we send two letters to our neighbors. My husband write a letter to our neighbors, and we send them around Easter and around um, Christmas, just explaining what it's all about, you know. Over there, it's not like here that everybody sends greeting cards or now 
emails or, or whatever uh, for Christmas over there, they don't receive letters from Christmas, you know. So um, that was a good opportunity to explain what was Christmas all about. Although we live in a Roman Catholic neighborhood, uh, traditionally, because they are Italian people, most of them, descendant, Italian descendant. So we um, put them in envelopes and deliver them in in, bo- in box in the mail, in the box mail. Anyway, we have baptisms and this is our baptistry, a little different from yours. <laughs> we don't have baptistry, so we use a portable swimming pool. That was a little one, but these were kids that were baptized to our teenagers and they got their certificates uh, we do it in the summertime because it's, it, that's when the weather allows it. This was another time, another baptism, and that's that's a man that we are going to show you, Marcelo. He, we prayed 13 years for this man. He was the husband of one of our faithful believers, and he was nice with us, but he didn't want to to come to church or to accept the Lord. But five years ago. You know, we celebrated our anniversary of the church, and we have a group coming from Uruguay. And when they give the invitation to receive the Lord, he went up front and he received the Lord. And he has he's growing, and we really praise the Lord for Marcelo. He's a real blessing to our church. And different groups at different times. As you see, we don't have big churches, big congregations. Um, this was this brother that is taking the selfie. He's from Colombia. It was a beautiful family that came to to live in Buenos Aires, and they joined our church. And then we had, we were very sorry they had to leave the country, go back to Bogota, Colombia. But they were just brand new Christians, so they grow they grow spiritually in our church, and now they're very faithful attending church in Bogota, Colombia. We still keep in contact with them. We have a farewell for them. Nice, wonderful couple. Well, I, I talk about our ladies' meeting. Once a month we try to gather with the ladies, not only for fellowship, but we have a Bible study. We share prayer requests. We pray for each other. We encourage each other. And what we have been doing lately, we meet with other churches not too far from us. Sometimes we do it over their churches or in our church, and we share. And it's really a blessed time of fellowship that we have with these dear ladies. Um, different different meetings that we have with the ladies. Sometimes we do funny things, like that was one of our spring spring meeting. Um, we had um, those crown ladies, you know, something funny. But we pray and have a Bible study too. Our Sunday school, I don't, we don't have different ages Sunday school because it's a small church. So these are some of the kids that we have. And all youth meetings that we we are having on Saturdays, and uh, we pray that we ask you to pray for a youth leader. We really need a youth leader for them. So please keep keep in mind this. We really appreciate that you pray for a youth leader for our church in Ramos Mejia. Well, um, just before COVID in nineteen in in twenty nineteen, Ernesto had to have triple triple bypass surgery in Argentina because uh, he had diabetes diabetes type 1 since he was 5 years old so a long time 
and because of that diabetes, they harden the arteries, you know, in the legs. Well, he will tell you this, but it's a miracle that he can walk because his circulation is very poor in the arteries. So he, but he, he also in the heart, they find out that three of the main arteries up to the heart were blocked out. So they did triple bypass. Other doctors think that he couldn't have triple, triple, triple bypass because of his diabetes. But in the main important center in Buenos Aires, the surgeons say, yes, he can have triple bypass, no stent. So he had it, and we praise the Lord. Probably you were praying for that, and we thank you for that because it was a good operation. And he recovered well. Now he had, before we came, he has an icodoppler. And the doctors say, it's okay. It's different. So we praise the Lord. We know it's the Lord care for him. Um, during the pandemic, we have pandemic time like you did. We were locked out for nine months. But and they didn't allow us to have church either in the beginning. So Ernesto started to use Facebook. And if you can go to the address of our church, Iglesia Bíblica Bautista de Ramos Mejía, you go on Facebook, you will see that he's preaching there because they still have some. He quit now because he wanted people to come to church, not to, to keep watching only Facebook at home. But it was good. You know, it was a way to keep up with the preaching and people could watch it at home. And also I did... WhatsApp. WhatsApp is an application that we use a lot in South America and in Europe, and that keeps us in touch with everybody and is free. So I did WhatsApp with the Sunday school too. But we were always anxious to, to meet together. I was so glad to hear some of our people saying, we can't wait to go back to church. It's not the same. We need to be together. We need to sing at church. And it's true. You know, we need each other. We need to encourage each other. We need to pray for each other, see each other, and worship the Lord together in his house. So we praise the Lord that then they allowed us to meet. But I was some of the meetings, the special meetings that we have at church. And also, we have to tell you that these are our friends, uh, Jim and Darlene Miller. They are from Benton, Pennsylvania. Some of you know Benton. It's not too far from here. We met these friends also more than 40 years ago when we went to this church that is supporting us. And in, 19, uh, in 2017, they went to visit us. And now it's the third time that they visit us. And when they go, they help us. Here they are painting the top of our, the roof of our building. Yeah, he's very handy, both of them. They do whatever. They say, what can we do? And, you know, we had to give them something to do because they get very nervous if we don't give them something to do. But they are wonderful. They are like co-workers. They have been three times over there. And they came last, last no, this year. Let me see. Yeah, last, this year was the last or was last year? Last year. Uh, anyway, also that what they do, they go with us to visit missionary, national missionaries that our church is supporting, and I'll tell you a little bit more of that. But we love uh, Jim and Darlene. We met them when they have, their kids were little and they played with our little kids. So now we're still friends, and they are like family to us. Um, 
we are using Darlene's car. Now it's in the in the parking of our our brother Eisenhower, but it's a nice Cadillac that is her car, and we are using it. This time, the Lord bless us with a very nice car. <laughs> and we are praying that we can give it to them in the same way they gave, gave it to us. Pray for us. We never had, we praise the Lord all the times we have been in this state, we never had a problem with the cars. So we are saying, please, Lord, that we want to return the car in, in good condition. Well, uh, we had a, we celebrate 35 years of the work in Ramos Mejia, so we have like an anniversary dinner. We invite people, neighbors, friends, and also we invite kids that used to come to our camps. Now they are adults, and they came with their own kids. And what it, we really praise the Lord for that. They gave testimony how good it was for them when they were little to come to our camps and to know about the Lord and to come to our Sunday school programs and whatever we have for them that you have read over the years that we told you. And now we have four of the the kids of one of our our kids that we have at that time that is an adult now. They are coming to our Sunday school, so that's wonderful. And. Then we invite them to go to the campsite where we used to have the 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 the, the, hopes, the camps many years ago. So they wanted to see the the area. And then we have videos to show them how we did at camps. They really enjoyed it. We had a great time with them. Not all of them, but at least four of them came with their families. Some other uh, meetings at church. And want to share with you about this ministry that now we have supporting nationals. There are a lot of uh, national missionaries in Argentina, and they go to a, to an, an area and a town, and they start from nothing. You know, they uh, they start them to serve the Lord, to preach the gospel. And we met them. There are four of them. Many years ago, we met this brother, Roque Gutierrez. He's in the south of Argentina. We needed to travel two days to go to his place in the south, in a port area. He he went there to start a church. And he's, he's a single man, but he has been very faithful. So we met him long, many years ago, and we go over there and visit him and help him. And also our church is giving him some support. Most of our, the national missionaries, they have, we, oh, I have, would like to say this before, about, um, it, they, they celebrated 10 years in 19, in 2019, and they invited Ernesto as a main speaker. So we went over there to celebrate the 10 years in that, in that town in the south. Uh, so we praise the Lord. He's, he's keeping, he keeps going. And it's a blessing to, for us to be part of their ministry. Then we met this other couple, the Perdigueros. They are uh, Argentinians from Cordoba. It's a city, it's a province in the middle of uh, Argentina. We travel nine hours to go to visit them. And they are serving the Lord in Villa Dolores, that's the name of the town. They went to that place that was farther from their hometown, but they went to start a church. They started with a Bible club for kids. Now they have a church. And we visit them, also the Millers went with us to visit them. 
and we were in their home. Uh, maybe once a year we tried to visit them. That was in the service over there. They didn't. They have a piece of land, but they didn't have a building. So our church helped them to buy the, um, you know, material for the building. So now they have a building and also a home where to live. Uh, there's a building that he built. He's a constructor. Most of them, they need to work because they cannot raise support for the whole family. So most of them, they are constructors, or they sell things, or they repair things, you know. Well, uh, Darlene took some uh, handcraft for the ladies. So we have a ladies meeting, and she taught them how to do that welcome sign. And also we met the Ibarra family. This is a nice family in another part of the province of Córdoba. They have four kids. They all play instruments. Beautiful. The girl plays the flute. He plays the guitar and the trombone, I think. And his son plays guitar and he plays also uh, trumpet. They play beautiful. and But they love the Lord and they serve him there. They are standing on their piece of property that they had, but now they have a building there. We had a meeting with the ladies too. I tried to go fast because uh, I don't want to take much time, but we did the same thing. We taught them, well, Darlene did. I had the Bible meditation, but Darlene taught them how to do the craft. And then they have, a, at that time, they have also a baptism. Their, their baptism thing was bigger than ours. But anyway, he was baptizing his aunt. And she was so glad. And we were all watching this baptism service while we were over there. The, the last family that we start supporting are the Ludueña family. They are in another part of the province. They have been serving there all by themselves. Nobody helped them. He has to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to bake homemade bread. And then he goes in his bike and delivers the bread, sells the bread in his neighborhood. She makes pies and cakes, and she does the same. And they have a little help from the government, but because he has very bad arthritis, he also had been in construction. So we met them, and we went over there with the family, uh, with with. Uh, with a family from our church, and we visit them and take goodies for them and also material for evangelism and help them in any any way we could. That was a real blessing to us. We did that last August. No, not August. I'm sorry, uh, May. That was in May. The guy with the red, with the white shirt, there, he's an American. Uh, boy, he went to Argentina. He wanted to know Argentina. He's, he had been in Mexico and he learned Spanish very well. So he's one of my, uh, daughter's Debbie students in the college in Chattanooga. And he knew, he told Debbie he would like to go to Argentina. So she said, Oh, it would be nice. My parents would love to have you. Maybe you can help over there. So he came and he was helping with the youth ministry. He was very good. He, he was not shy. He tried to speak Spanish with everybody. And he went with us to help to know this family in the, in the South. Well, you always read that we have a Christmas dinner, and we did this not only to enjoy being together to celebrate Christmas, but for an opportunity to invite relatives, friends, you know, neighbors. 
and it's a nice turnout. We put the tables, the dinner tables, in the main place where we have church, the sanctuary. But after, before Ernesto preaches, we have a regular service, and then we have the dinner, like a potluck dinner, where everybody brings their best dishes for Christmas, and it's always a good opportunity. We do every year. We are we we challenge our kids, our teenagers, if they would like to do some work at church, and they say sure. They didn't know how to paint, but we teach them how, and they help us with the painting the walls and the windows. So we really enjoy that, and it was good to teach our kids to do painting also. Uh, we, we, they celebrate in Argentina also Children's Day in August. So before we came, we had a a meeting for them where they could play games, but then also they have the preaching of the word. We were singing songs, and it was a good opportunity to invite new kids to come to church. Uh, this is the Bado family. This the the brother that we told you we prayed 13 years for him. They have a nice family, five kids. All these kids grew up in our church. The oldest one is 18 years old, and now they are in charge of the church. They are doing all the services, but a, a fellow co-worker from the city of Buenos Aires, he's doing the preaching, but they do the whole service. You know, they, they leave, they take the offering, they do everything. It was a good opportunity for them. We tell them, you have to hold the fort until we come back. They are very faithful. They are telling us every week, oh, we had that such and such meeting, a lady came and we did this and we did that and um, we really praise the Lord because they are like our co-workers. We don't have co-workers. For many years we ask you to pray for co-workers. We understand it's not easy to go and live in the city. Nobody likes the city. A lot of crime in the city. A lot of... um, you know, bad things going on in the city. They don't want their kids to grow up in the city. But somebody has to go to the city. <laughs> we didn't want to go in the beginning either. As you remember, we went to the north of Argentina in the beginning. But then our mission said that they needed personnel in the city, so we had to move. We went. And so we haven't had co-workers for more than two years. We have one missionary family coming, and they stay only two years, and they wanted to go back to Ecuador, because Ecuador, they love Ecuador. They thought they could do much for the Lord in Ecuador than in, our, in Buenos Aires. So it hasn't been easy to work in the city. Our neighborhood is pretty close to the gospel. They don't want, well, it's because they are traditionally Roman Catholic. It's not that they are very faithful Roman Catholic, you know what I mean, but they are tied to, to their traditions because they are Italian background most of them and they have some um, something against against coming to our church but when they see us in the neighborhood they appreciate the letters they told us oh how good how wonderful what you're doing um, you know but we are Roman Catholic you know but still you know we have a testimony in the neighborhood and we keep um, praying for them inviting them to every activity, every evangelism that we can, um, we still think that there's more fruit that we can see. And it's in the Lord's hand. But we know that our, our main thing is to preach the gospel, to pray for them, to do the work of the ministry, and then 
the, let the door, let the Lord do the, the work in their hearts. But we need to keep faithful. That's what He remain, require, require for, for us. And we think that we should give you a report because you are praying and you are giving for the work in Argentina. So our people thank you very much. They know that we are in Argentina because you are supporting us. You have sent us to preach the gospel. And they pray for you too. So we would like to share with you this uh, verse in Hebrew. Um, it's kind of far for me, so I'm going to turn. For, for God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. We think that you minister with us to the people in Argentina. Pray for, for us, pray for Argentina. They are going through a hard time. Economical time is very bad in Argentina right now. We are one of the third, three countries that are in bad shape economically. They are over 12% inflation a month, not a year, a month. So we have elections next October, and everybody don't know whom they are going to vote. They don't, they don't believe in, in none of our politicians, but they need a big change in the economy of the country. So pray for us, pray for safety, because the opposite opposite government that is the one that is now, I mean, the one that is now, say the, if the opposite um, win the election, they are going to make trouble in Argentina. They're going to be against whatever happened there. They're saying that. We don't know if they're going to do it or not, but it's something that they are saying. So pray for safety for us and for the many missionaries, Americans and nationals that work in Argentina. And thank you very much for your prayers. We really appreciate them. We thank you. We love you. And we want you to know that people in Argentina appreciate what you're doing also in, in preaching the gospel through us. Any questions? No, no, no tenés, no tenés tiempo para... ¿Eh? No vas a tener tiempo. Okay. Well, maybe my wife gave you all the information that you need to have in order to pray for us. And also not for us, for all the missionaries that you support. And remember that when you support a missionary, you are extending your church in other places in this world. And we really believe who edified his church? Jesus. The church belongs to Jesus. Jesus edifying his church around the world. Because his dream is to present his church one day before all creation as sorry for that. Yeah. Present his church as the unique work perfect and it's I believe his dream one day you know when we were all together 
in heaven, he will present his church to everybody that he created as his own treasure. Uh, we were serving the Lord since we were young. And we are very thankful to the Lord for the missionary that went to my country in 1946. He arrived in Uruguay and he started to preach the gospel. He couldn't speak the language. But the Lord provided for him a young man that got saved and speak very well in English and he was translated, you know, for him. And the Lord used him very much in a way that, you know, he was, young people were saving, was saved there by his preaching. And then he trained these people and they went out to the, the place through, through, through Uruguay. And when we left the mission in 1979, because we were working under this mission in our own country, over there were 17 churches. That was Dr. David. And always we express our gratitude to the Lord for sending missionaries. Here I have some pictures when he arrived to Uruguay with his wife and his daughter. And then, you know, he started to work there. So finally, the last two years that he was in Uruguay, we were uh, in the Bible Institute. He was our teacher. And, uh, and we learned a lot from him. The thing is that why we serve the Lord Jesus Christ? And it's going to be just few thoughts about that. was very nice the music this morning and the song that we we sing this morning I say over there when we do this uh, worship the Lord in the beginning don't sing through your I mean only through your lips Every time that I was singing here, I, I make my words in order to worship him. And because the music prepared the heart for worship him. And then we really appreciate the Lord for what he is. If you read chapter, chapter 4 of Revelation, you are going to see the Lord Jesus, who He is. He is the Almighty God, as we sing this morning. He is all, in fact. And the thing is that over there you can see who He is. But when you read in Second Corinthians, one verse... Chapter 
When I read that, it's a verse that in the context is in, in order to, in the, in the, in the subject of giving for the Lord. But when you read these verses, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that thou, he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through he poverty might be rich. And I was thinking about that, you know. He said he was rich. When you read Revelation 4, you can see his riches. You can see who he is. The Almighty God. Grace God, you know, that give you is full of mercy. And the Bible says that he was rich in heaven. But in this verse says that he became poor. And I was looking his poverty. Over there in heaven, everybody was worshiping him. But he, he became to this earth. He became poor. In fact, he left his throne to come here. He became poor. He became incarnated. He took on a human body. God, now here to lay his head, say Matthew 8.20. He became poor. He suffered because of the unbelief of his creation, man, say John 8.45. He bore disdain and contempt, Isaiah 53.3 He endured suffering. 1 Peter 1.11 And he was crucified. He left his riches there. He became poor. What was the motivation for him to do this? His motivation was you and me. His motivation was you and me. He came just to save us. He was rich, but he became poor. That was his motivation. That you might became rich. Forgiveness, salvation, eternal life.
When a true Christian understands this, who can deny Christ his or her resources? Who can deny him his or her own family? Who can deny him his or her own life? Who can deny him the first place in his or her heart? He was rich, but he became poor. You and me were the motivation. What is his dream? His dream is his church to com- to complete and edify his church. Well, as dispensationalist that I am, I believe in the local church. I say people over there you have to love the local church. You have to be involved in the local church. You have to accomplish what is His will. Because you and me are part of His church. Who is our motivation? Who is my motivation? My motivation is Him. To do His will, to accomplish His will. He was rich, but He became poor for you and me. After you just compare who you are who I am we realize that our value sometimes doesn't have any reason because you and me look at where we are First Corinthians 1, 27 and 28 is what we are. For that, for that reason, he became poor for you and me, but who we are. Say, for ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confine the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound, confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world 
and things which are not despised has God chosen here and things which are not to bring the enough things that are. You and me is described here. He chosen nobodies. He chosen those who are despised. He was rich, but he became poor for you and for me. We really love him. We were thinking that he is our mighty God. And we always have to remember that he made us children of him. We are children of the King of Kings. Maybe your motivation is not only come to church here and get together. Your motivation will be Christ, the passion in your life for Him. Be sure, must we see for the people around you. Many times we don't talk about Him. I always try to evangelize everybody. In one church they, uh, they asked me, how come you do that? I just carry this truck. In every place that I go, I just leave one or give one. Maybe you and me don't have time to talk people, but you can leave a truck. And you, I always say, please, may I give you something for you to read? Let them have the opportunity to know who died for them too. We have the blessing one day we are going to be with, 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 with him in heaven. I count, you know, my days. I just tell all the people around because it's my, my truth. I'm just living by his grace. As my wife say, my arteries are blocked. The main arteries. And also, four years ago, I had this operation. And I live only by grace. So I know that, I don't know how much I'm going to live, but I know that one of these days, I'm going to be there. Before, you know, we were, they take me to the room to operate me. I just say to the doctors, don't worry about me, because I know where I'm going. 
and they had to listen because they couldn't go <laughs> away, you know. They had to be there. And I just asked one question. Do you know where are you going? Because one day you had to experience the last day of your life on this earth. But we had to, you know, in fact we had to, 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 to believe and also just to look inside. What is our motive? Why we had to serve? Why we had to give a testimony? Why we had to share the word of God if, in a way, you know? Because he loves, loves us first. We love you. We love her, him, right now. So I hope that, you know, be a blessing for you, a challenge. I know that I watch the, the language. I don't have the words to express what is in my heart. But I believe the Holy Spirit is working in your heart, telling you the truth in order to love him. Thank you so much for these many, many years that you were supporting us, as my wife said before. I believe that the Lord already planned in the past eternity the church there in Argentina. And he already planted the people who was going to do that. And they put us together. We as missionaries, we are not able to accomplish the Great Commission without you. But you as a church also cannot accomplish the Great Commission without the missionary. They put us together. Remember that? They put us together to accomplish His will.